When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. With me as always, look at him. You can't. This is his audio. It's Andy Hart, your co-host, Andy Hart. Here he is, <laughs> Mr. Podcast co-host. Andy, I don't want to sound rude, um, but you're looking like absolute crap. You look horrible. Well. You look tired. You look hangry. You look, I don't know. There's just that that sparkle is not in your eyes. I've had a real rough go of things lately, Art. Mm-hmm. I've huh? yeah. Oh yeah, no, let me know. What's going on? Yeah, I uh I got up to make some breakfast. <gasps> and I found out that all of my breakfast goods, oh my god, had been taken from my home. You had no breakfast this morning. There was like a thief in the night. Wow. Normally, every day for breakfast I have the same thing. Mhm. Three chocolate-dipped croissants, <laughs> half a dozen eggs, a rasher of bacon. I have uh, two sausage patties. Uh, I make my own. I make a, like a little egg McMuffin deal, uh-huh. but where the sausage patties are the bun and the egg McMuffin is in the middle. Um, so it's a whole egg McMuffin. It's just uncut, uncut egg McMuffin, mm-hmm. two sausage patties, um, and four slices of cheese, two on each side, uh, and you know, two in the middle. Uh, and you're like Gaston, but with irritable bowels. Right, right. I drink a glass of Hollandaise <laughs> and oh God. I eat an, oh. and I have an entire cantaloupe. That's the only one I actually believe out of that is that you do drink a glass of Hollandaise. Well, Andy, don't you fucking know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Yeah, I do know that it's the most important meal of the day. Well. It's the first of five meals I eat every day. Fifth meal. Yeah, Taco Bell sold. They should have. They didn't go far enough. Look, I, I don't want to criticize Taco Bell, but I mean, fuck you, Taco Bell. <laughs> Try having a little ambition. There's such a thing as fifth meal. It's when you wake up in the middle of the night, exactly halfway between when you went to sleep and when you're supposed to get up. Right. And you have an entire meal, a three course meal. Well, Andy, I I always have a hot pot of soup going overnight so I can have that. I have so you have Chinese hot pot right right for, uh, your fifth meal and you have to pick something that's not going to dry out so I like to do bone in chicken or oh pork chops God. keep them warm in the oven that's disgusting and you want a nice salad 
I like something with a mayonnaise-based dressing. <laughs> or maybe a nice casserole, broccoli, cheese, <laughs> green bean casserole. Ooh, baby. Well, Andy, the gloopier, the better. Fifth meal aside. It gets you through the, the late night hunger pangs. Sure. There's nothing worse than waking up at 3.30 in the morning. You got to pee. And you're like, oh, my God. I haven't eaten for two and a half hours. Right. And I am so famished. Wow. Uh, well, Andy, breakfast, um, breakfast is is truly an important meal. Well, I can't I can't describe whether fifth meal is important or not, but it is. But okay, but but breakfast is truly Doctors important. Approved. And, and I think today's topic would agree with you because we're talking about pig stealing, pancake making aliens. We're talking about short order cook aliens here. That's true, and they <laughs> think breakfast is an important meal. We got two for one special we for you. We are talking about extraterrestrial visitors from. Whatever that planet was where in one of those prequels where there was that alien that owned a diner and also appeared to be some sort of I think that was retired Drax, secret Drex, service. Drexter Dexter. I think his name was Drexter Dexter. Very greasy, very unsettling right. five o'clock shadow on that extraterrestrial. I think that was either on Coruscant or Cloud City. It and seemed they like had it was on a, Coruscant, right? Uh, they had a, of course, in the Star Wars universe, they had a 1950s style diner. Right. Why were they not? Well, you know. Part of the cultural heritage of yeah. the Star Wars galaxy sure. is the, the Jersey Shore. Is the Jersey Shore <laughs> 1950s. Right. That streamline chrome diner, yeah. neon lights. In a galaxy far, far away, long, long time ago. Look, the more that think, look, we're all made of the same matter, right? Right. It was inevitable that every other culture of advanced beings in our universe would develop some sort of 1950s style diner. Of course. And it's inevitable today, Bugfuckers, that if you want to skip ahead... To when you can learn about these, this two for one. Two, it's inevitable. You will skip the next part of the will. podcast. There's two alien encounters in today's whole enchilada uh, that we got for you. Uh, two two different stories of, of aliens that involve breakfast. These are close encounters of the port kind. <laughs> Very true. And maybe even the mutton kind. And um, uh, you can find the the, the timestamp in the show notes uh, right. where you can skip right ahead. Because first. Right. If you're a greedy little pig and you want to root around for the whole enchilada on this topic why not skip ahead because first uh andy and i we got to tell you about how we got abducted from the uh, to the bunker how mr bunker abducted us this week is what i'm trying to say i'm gonna say woof but i feel bad saying it because yikes i mean apropos to this abduction bunkers if you aren't familiar andy and i have become obsessed i think that's the word to use with a little free-to-play game this is not an ad this is an ad (laughs) <laughs> it sounds we, like one, but I promise you we, under, we understand there's been some confusion about when we mention a product, <laughs> if it's an ad or not. I think if we if it is an ad, we will mention that it's an ad. If it is not an ad, uh, it happened organically. It we does promise. make me wonder, what could we get away with? That's true. As far as ads versus <laughs> not ads. <laughs> that is true. But this is, we've become obsessed with a game called Super Auto Pets. Super Auto Pets. Available for the low, low price of free. It's you free. can go, you can play it on your web browser. It's available in Steam, free to play. Right. Uh, you, there's an app. I have the app on my mobile device. Right. Um, so it's called Super Auto Pets. Right. It is a, it's your standard battler, auto battler kind of a, yep. a game. Uh, you select a lineup of five pet friends. Little uh, critters. That are come from across the landscape of the animal kingdom. Right. You start off with some shit animals that people fucking hate just like in real life ants crickets horses horses fish pigs beavers pigs i'll take a beaver occasionally um 
So this is, if you've never played this before, it's like Hearthstone. It's like Magic the Gathering. Each little critter has a uh, an attack and a health. It has and, some uh, sort of attribute you know, that yeah. it's some benefit that it right. gives. There's no no animal that does nothing. Right. And, and Andy and I have just become... Although the duck is close. <laughs> That's true. Ducks are fucked. Like, if I see a duck, I'm like... I never fuck with a duck. If I get three ducks, yeah. I'll just throw my phone out the window. <laughs> you abandoned game. Forget over. it. Forget it. <laughs> Um, I did get a warning message that I was abandoning too many games. And did might, you really blacklist me or something? Wow. I, like, I don't like this role. Oh my God. I didn't realize there was a limit. Jeez. You're a real little rage quitter. I power through. Yeah. I'm a rage quitter. Wow. I do everything because of rage or anxiety. Well, Andy and I have become quite obsessed with this little game. Oh my and God. It's battling taking over these our little lives. critters and having fun trying to build the best comp, the best teams. Yeah. We've been watching hours and hours of yes, YouTube videos, yes. watching people's different compositions on their teams. Right. Looking when's the best time to roll the dice? What nice. what power up should I freeze? Which one yes. should I freeze? When should I upgrade? What sort of lineup should I set? That um, Andy and I have just become so obsessed with this game that actually, um, I mean, we wanted to we wanted to make it in real life. Playing it in the playing it in the app is fun. Playing right. it online is fun, but it's like we're like Ash Ketchum. Yeah. We don't want to just be restricted to our Game Boys. We oh. want to get out there and do some fucking exploring. That's right. So we did the only thing that makes sense in this situation. We went to the Lincoln Park Zoo. And we started battling animals. <laughs> just like just like Super Auto Pets, <laughs> it's free to go, free to play. Costs you oh nothing God. to get in. We're new. Okay, we're a little ashamed to admit it. All right. Yes, this is us forcing animals to fight each other. Let me just say this though, is not an ad for the Lincoln Park Zoo. This either. is not an ad for the Lincoln Park Zoo either. And also, let me just say this: that we do not encourage this because it totally fucking sucks. It's not. It's you should nothing like the game. You shouldn't do it. It's not a good idea. It's bad for you. It's bad for the animals. This turned into a complete disaster. Well, I just think I just think that the the meta is so it's so broken. This whole game is so it needs a patches. The tiger is so op. Yeah, I played a tiger. It fucking tore your rooster to shreds. The tiger, all it's supposed to do. Is give the friend ahead an extra ability. I had all these roosters going up against. I'm like, this will be no problem. Cause and then the tiger just ripped their heads off. And where were the chicks? There were no chicks spawning. The mosquito didn't shoot rocks. Mosquitoes don't shoot rocks. They just bit my ass. It flew away. It quit. The mosquito quit. I said, you gotta go after this rhino. And it quit. It flew away. I can't believe this. I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm punching this camel's hump over and over and over again. I'm punching this camel in the hump, kicking that big old hump. The fucking the fucking turkey behind it wasn't getting any stronger. Yeah. It was still a little dumbass turkey. I had a level three ant, and you're telling me that a beaver's gonna eat it? I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> I don't I don't And buy it didn't that. buff the rest of my team. No. Um, so after all the carnage and bloodshed, um, you know, I think we kind of realized, like, we decided, you know, fuck this. This is not fun. Yeah. You know, this is not, we should just stick to the, you know. Plus, there were so many animals that aren't in the game. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what they do. So Super Auto Pets, I mean, get it together. There are a lot of animals you haven't accounted for. I know. For. I'm looking at this polar bear and I'm trying to be like, what's your ability? What do you do? And it's like, you know, trying to fucking swipe at me. It scratched up my shirt. Right. Fucking like broke my bones. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple of these things. And I was like, this is fucked up, dude. Yeah. This is I, not cool. Where's the condor? What's the condor's ability? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I kept trying to see if there were more condors inside of it because birds right. seem to have a thing of copying. Right. There were no more condors. I inside. couldn't really get a hold of any of the bugs' abilities because I kept stepping on them when I was trying right. to inspect them. Yeah. I was like, what is this thing doing? Right. You know, it was just, it was so fucked up. It's yeah. like, what the fuck is this game? You know? Yeah. Whoever is managing this shit, you know, um, Whoever, I mean, fucking God needs to release some fucking patch notes because some of these characters are so OP. Yeah, it's you know, ridiculous. You're right. The game is great. It's real life that sucks, and <laughs> I think it's about time that animals get an upgrade. Yeah, so that they're more like super auto pets. That being said, you know, you're probably wondering, okay, Andy and well, then how did you get to the bunker if you guys were just playing real life video games all day? Uh, well, let me answer that question for you, bunkfunkers. I mean, not so hasty, okay? <laughs> we're getting to it. It's a whole story we're trying to tell here. Yeah. So then, of course. You know, so many animals get released from their cages and these alarms are going off. It's pandemonium. Literally, Literally, the the pandas pandas are all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what they do. No, we have no idea what the pandas do. Um, Probably a tier one, tier two animal. I'm not, you know, I'm not not taking it. I'm not buying it. Right, right. I don't buy the panda as being being OP, uh, frankly. And there's no melons inside the turtle. No, we cracked them open. There's just blood. We cracked them open. None in there. It didn't give, it didn't boost. <laughs> the ox watched so many of our friends die and never got a buff. I never love that ox exhibit at the zoo. Yeah, the ox exhibit. There's nothing really cool great. than looking at oxes. Oxen. You laugh, but it's there. It, is it really? It's not like just an ox. It's like a, uh, uh, I think it's like a, uh, like a Szechuan ox type of Oh, dog. Szechuan sauce? <laughs> Oh, I turned myself into a pickle. Funniest shit I've ever seen. Funniest shit I've ever seen, dude. So, of course, we get the attention of this really buff zookeeper. Oh, my God. This fucking buff zookeeper. Who comes over and it's classic. It's like a cartoon zookeeper. He's got the like safari, the khaki uh-huh. kind of. It's He's dressed like a Steve it's winter. He's wearing like shorts and knee high socks and. Boots and he's got a great big net, the biggest net I've ever seen. Benny Hill starts playing, yeah, and it goes, and he goes, "You guys can't be in here." And he's smoking a cigarette, and there's cheeseburger flying out of his mouth yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he's got a cheeseburger, and so he starts chasing us around, and you know we're slipping on animal guts and falling down, and um, yeah, he just scoops us up in the big net, and he says, "You're you're done for. I'm gonna get you. You're a band from the zoo." It's like nice try, motherfucker. Turns out it was it was the titular Mr. Bunker. I mean, you know, whatever. Call us fucking idiots. Maybe we should have seen that coming. But I was too blinded by rage at real life super auto pets. Um, was 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 you know just a total flop. Yeah, much like the level three fish I had, which didn't do anything but size flop on the floor. Right. It's yeah. You expect the fuck? I I fed that fish so many pairs. Yeah. I'm expecting it to tank a little bit. It does nothing. Flop on the ground. <laughs> so Bunker captured us in a big old net, put us in the it put us in the fucking thing. Um, you know, what are you gonna do? I guess we'll stick to just the video game version until the real life version gets patched. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and until yeah, and a lot until of bugs. Pending charges. Yeah. And those C- pending charges. City of, of Chicago get resolved. Yeah. We're both in serious legal trouble for Yeah, you know, I think it'll all wrap up. Yeah. I think I think people will get over it. I think we'll issue an apology. Right. We'll 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 eat some onions before so it looks like we're crying. 
Oh, we'll just put it up on like YouTube or something. We'll issue right. an apology. It'll all be good. Yeah, I'll blow over. If anything, we proved the fallacy of the zoo model. True. These animals aren't meant to live together <laughs> in the same enclosure. They're not. And the fucking and the and and just the, the scaling is all off. You know. Right. Right. So, Super Auto Zoo. Super Auto Zoo. Super Auto. Stick to Super Auto Pets. Super stick Auto Zoo. To Super Auto Pets. Don't okay. touch Super Auto Zoo. Yeah. Um, but you know what you should touch, Andy? Yourself. Because, okay. well, masturbation is healthy. All right. <laughs> to an extent. Right. Within moderation. Look, everything in moderation. Now, this is an ad for masturbation. This is. <laughs> yeah, this podcast sponsored by masturbating. Um, no, Andy, what you should touch is uh, that Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm 2000 because oh, we yeah. got another bunker alarm. We got a bunker alarm. To re- I mean, bunk bunkers, I am stunned stunned we've been doing this podcast for like a month and right. people are coming out of the woodwork yeah so pleased right to be members of this podcast i know join the exclusive club of bunkers chosen it's crazy uh the bunk funker ranks the proud patrons of this mm-hmm. show and this week we have another a great bunk bunker to That's say right. thank you to for their support mm-hmm. of this podcast so please join me in thanking mr ponies mr ponies Thank you, Mr. Ponies. Mr. Ponies, thank you for giving us your support, patronage, your, your patronage. Support. Thank you for giving us plus one attack <laughs> for the duration of the battle. That's right. That's what the horse does. Um, so, Mr. Ponies, for you, we're going to ring the Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm 3000. I'm going to just go ahead and flip it on and see what we can get okay, into Okay, let's see what we get into. What kind of mischief is going to happen here? Click, click. It's got one of those like pull strings for a light bulb. Okay. It's quite gentle. Yeah, it's on now. Normally it oh, it is. Okay, normally yeah, it's, it's very loud and it rumbles. But this time it I guess it was just nice and quiet. Yeah. I don't know. Mr. Bunker must do upgrades to this machine every week Jesus because it's Christ. always a little always bit different. Do you ever notice that that it's always a little bit different? I have noticed that. It seems um, like there's a lot of modification going yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, you know, it right. could use some nitrous. <laughs> I would love to see fucking nice. Yeah. I would love to hear this thing really loud. Let's hear this baby purr. All right, let's see. Mr. Ponies. You know, maybe I'll get like a horse-themed. Get a horse-themed one. All right, let's see. Sound like you were slurping. Oh, here's a here's a horse one. Oh, here's a horse one. We got a horse. Yeah, this is a horse like horse. All right, let's let's load this up. Um, wow, we've loaded it. So, uh, Mr. Ponies, thank you again. There's a bunker alarm in the chamber. <laughs> Watch out. Safety's <laughs> off. Watch out, Mr. Ponies. Those legs better not be broken. <laughs> the bunker alarm. We're going to have to put you down with this bunker alarm. The bunker alarm is loaded. Firing torpedo. <laughs> they, um, so, Mr. Ponies, this bunker alarm is for you. Uh, let's play it in three, two, one. Wow. Very horsey. Very horsey and definitely didn't sound like a creepy goblin laughing. Yeah. This is much more horse. This bunker alarm was not horsing around. Oh, baby. I mean, hey. This was a good one. 
You won't be saying nay to that one, Mr. Pony's been. Hey, we no. won't be saying nay to you. And we thank you again for your support. Thank you for being a bunk bunker. If you, if you would like to get your own bunker alarm, just like Mr. Pony's, you can, of course, find them at patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker pod. Two extra episodes a month on our Patreon only feed. Over 40 hours of content on there. Access to the bunker discord. Exclusive centerfold photo shoots of both me and Art. Pending. Pending. <laughs> Asterisk. Pending. We choose to release those when we want. Terms and conditions may apply. No feet pics, Pedro. God damn it. Pedro, have you been asking for feet pics? He's been asking for feet pics and he's not going to get them. Just kidding. Maybe. We'll see. Um, anyway, we're getting silly here. Um, thank you again to Mr. Ponies. And thank you again to you, Bunk Funkers, yeah. for listening, tuning you, in. Bunkers. I think you're going to enjoy this one. This is a fun episode. Uh, we've got two for one, two for one deal. Oh, you know what? Actually, this Bunk Tech Bunker Alarm 3000 machine is just too quiet. I got to turn it off. Okay. Right, let me just go ahead and flip the switch to turn it off. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I don't know what he's been doing to this thing, but <laughs> it seemed it was disconcerting. <laughs> Something's broke. <laughs> I hope I didn't. Oh, well, oh, you break it, you buy it, Andy. Um, so here's the deal. Um, I don't know. Fucking here's the episode. All right. Whatever. I, I forget what I'm supposed to look, say. Look, do you want an episode or not? These are pig stealing, pancake making aliens here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Aliens. Bunkfuckers, you're probably not in the know, but, uh, well, it's, uh, it's actually International Podcast co-host Sweetest Day. That's right, Art. Okay. <laughs> and I know we said no gifts this year. We did. <laughs> but I really wanted to get you something special. Come on. But I have no money to get you what you truly deserve, your very own whole enchilada-sized topic. <gasps> so, well, I sold my prized golden fork, yes? The very same golden fork that I first used to eat my very first gallon of clam linguine. Wow. And, yes, the very same golden fork with which the EMTs performed an emergency airway puncture to dislodge said gallon of clam linguine after I started choking on it. And, yes, the very same fork with which I used to eat up the dislodged gallon of clam linguine, which the paramedics had just removed from my throat. Choked on the clam linguine, gallon of it. Uh Uh-huh. Paramedics had to puncture my airway with a fork. Puncture your trachea. In order to dislodge it. Mm -hmm. It was on the ground. Uh I had a punctured trachea. You were hungry. I ate the gallon of clam linguine. That fork, my golden fork, my prized golden fork, I sold that to get you the gift of the whole enchilada. Uh, Andy, I'm I'm touched, truly, but I have nothing to eat this whole enchilada with. You see... I sold my most prized possession, my sacred Italian spoon, the one given to me by my Italian ancestors, passed down through the generations. This, you know, the sacred spoon that was said to have been blessed by St. Cannoli himself, patron saint of cannolis. Amen. Amen. Praise be him. Peace be with him. 
and the sacred spoon, which is said to have kept the curse of the Gabagool at bay. And now that I've sold it, I've doomed myself and all my next of kin to a lifetime of torment by the evil spirit of the Gabagool. I sold it to get you your own whole enchilada topic for today. Wow. Wow. So you got me a whole enchilada, but I can't consume it. And I got you a whole enchilada, and you can't consume it. Oh. It really is a classic international podcast co-host Sweetest Day fable. It's so classic. This is the meta of international podcast co-host Sweetest Day. That's right. Well, we shouldn't let these whole enchiladas go to waste, Art. Let's spread the joy with the bunk funkers. In a jam-packed two-in-one whole enchilada special this week. That's right, Andy. We've got two tales of alien abduction for you, bunk funkers. And the first, well, this was my little gift to Andy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's right. It's a wild alien encounter about a couple of pig-stealing aliens. What? Art, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the pig-stealing aliens of Tappan, North Dakota. Art, I don't like this topic very much. I don't think stories like this are funny. Well, who said it's funny, Andy? I mean, come on. It's for the bunk funkers. <sighs> I'm doing this for you, bunk funkers. That's the spirit of international podcast co-host Sweetest Day. Now, this first encounter brings us to Tappan, North Dakota, a very small town between Bismarck and Fargo. I think about 60 miles to the east of Bismarck, if I remember correctly. Okay. Closer to Bismarck than it is Fargo. Fact checkers, check that out. Check that out. In 2019, the census recorded that the town only had a population of 197. Very small town. But our alien encounter takes place in 2006. In the early morning of September. I mean. I population that- of 197. Yeah. Very small town. But it's the fifth most populous <laughs> municipal area in North Dakota. <laughs> I don't think the population has changed much. This place takes uh, this takes place in 2006 on the early morning of September 12th. Evan Brees, then 16, woke up to get a glass of water. God damn, does anything slap harder than getting a fucking nice glass of water when you first wake up? Oh fuck. Damn, so nice and cold. Ooh. Now, the Brees family, they were cattle farmers, but they also raised hogs. <laughs> Andy, people like the Breeses do God's work, Art. Raising pigs. It's a noble profession. Anyway, they're salt of the earth. Okay. You feel very attached to this because, of course, famously, these are good people. You're from the Bay of Pigs. These are good people. Right. Evan and his sister obviously helped in the family obligations of, um, you know, raising these hogs. And 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 both had grown, you know, grown quite fond of a few of these girthy porkers. I don't know. Is that what people refer to pigs as girthy porkers? I think maybe authors in certain genres do. Okay. The books I read, they do. Yeah. Pigs, as delicious as they are, are really smart and emotional creatures. And some of these mm-hmm. hogs, honestly, they were more like pets to Evan and his sister. Oh, such good animals. They are. And on the morning of September 12th, when Evan woke up, he heard something moving in the pig corral. <gasps> Thinking it might be a coyote or some predator attacking his hogs. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Evan grabbed a 22 caliber rifle from the equipment shed and headed into the corral. Oh, my God. Now, it was still the twilight hours at this time, and all he had to see was from the moonlight. But there in the pig corral, Evan saw two strange creatures, which he later described as being between eight and nine feet tall. 
And they were doing something to his hogs. No, no. Andy, I know, I know, Andy. But Evan Brees was there to protect his hogs and chew bubblegum. And he was all out of bubblegum. Oh, thank God. So he aimed his rifle and he shot one of the creatures, which he believes he hit. Because a moment later, it let out a loud, unearthly scream. Yeah. Take that, you fuck. There, I mean, but hey, here's a clip of Evan describing the creatures in his own words in an interview on the Earth Files podcast. What exactly were you seeing with your hog? They were messing around with her. What were they doing and what did they look like? Fairly tall, dark, you know, from what I could see because they were pretty much had shadows cast on them and real skinny looking and had these big hands on them. I couldn't see what their feet looked like. Did you have a flashlight? No. Well, we got a big yard light in our yard here. You know, it shines all the way pretty much around the yard and up in the crowd a little ways. So I could kind of see them in a way. Because when I go up there to feed my pigs at night, I could kind of see them. What did the hands look like? Just long, with those claws on them. What did the claws look like? Like hooks. Like curved hooks or long blades? Mm, kind of like combination of both, really. Like hooks and combined in the blade. Whatever they were made for, they were made to really do some tearing, you know, or cutting. Can you now remember anything you specifically saw these entities doing with your pig? I think she was dead at the moment. I didn't see when they killed her. just seen when they were kind of moving her around. Were they moving her around with a piece of equipment or dragging her or what? They were obviously using them claws in their hands. I think they were hooking her and kind of pulling her. And I walked up to the gate. I don't know what drove me to do it, but I jumped in there right away and shot one of them. And kind of hopped around and made this funny noise and just a weird screech. Was it high-pitched, low-pitched? It was fairly high-pitched, but not extremely high-pitched. It was a mixture between high-pitched, low-pitched. It was just a strange sound. And was it like a scream or something else? Like kind of a holler, kind of, but a kind of a high-pitched holler. Mm -hmm. Like not like us humans holler when we get hurt. It was strange. One of the creatures then lunged at Evan and grabbed him and threw him to the ground, causing Evan to black out. And not like how I black out at toga parties. Evan didn't have one sip of Keystone Light and then trip and fall on his toga. That's how I pass out. He got attacked by a strange creature and fell on his head. When Evan awoke some time later, he saw that Ruthie, a 450-pound pregnant sow, was gone. Vanished. He... Sorry. Sorry, I promised I wouldn't do this. Andy, come on. I'm okay. I'm okay. He's holding back tears here, bug buggers. Oh, God, sweet Ruthie. Bless you and your sacrifice. <laughs> Never forget. <sighs> okay. Evan ran to his sister, Trista's house, which was only a little bit away from their parents' house. Trista called Evan's parents, and shortly thereafter, the entire family gathered at the scene of the pignapping, along with the Kidder County Sheriff's deputy, or the Kidder County Sheriff the himself, sheriff. the actual sheriff, Doug Howard. Evan retold them all the story of what had happened, and his tale seemed legit, given the fact that the shirt he was wearing was in tatters, and he had a horrible splitting headache. The sheriff said the family then parted ways, and eventually the search for Ruthie was called off. 
unable to reach a conclusion about what happened to the poor hog. Several days later, Evan went under hypnotic. <laughs> oh, geez. Andy, get a tissue, please. All right. God. Oh. Oh, good Lord. Um, several days later, Evan went under hypnotic regression treatment with Minnesota hypnotherapist Craig R. Lang to help recover some memories of what transpired that morning. He was able to draw more details from the encounter. Now, what he learned after hypnosis was that there was actually five entities in total in the corral that morning, and two of them were, you know, dragging what appeared to be an already dead hog when Evan happened upon them and shot one in cold blood. Maybe not in cold blood, but in pig defense. But this wasn't the first or last strange alien encounter from Tappan or even the Brees family. Earlier in April of 2006, Evan was out at night with his cattle dog, Buster, and they were checking out on the cows during calving season when they noticed a strange flashing glow. So the man and best friend duo decided to go scope it out and walked over a nearby hill to get a better look. They saw what appeared to be an object of some kind scanning a water hole with an intense beam of light. The object was said to have been some kind of triangular craft, which Evan said was about 40 feet long and 20 feet wide. The duo stared at the strange sight, but then Buster started after it barking at the object, which then jettisoned off into the sky with a loud sonic boom. Evan's father, Tori, said the noise was so loud, it even woke up his wife. Evan's mom hasn't been sleeping long. It's all she wants, and she's waited for so long. Evan, can't you see? These UFOs are hard for she. I don't think it's very wrong, but let's keep the volume down for Evan's mom. Cool. cool. The Brees family <laughs> wasn't done with alien encounters just yet. In July of 2006, Tony, Tori Brees, Evan's dad, witnessed a strange sight when he was giving a neighbor a ride into town. They both claimed to see a bluish light in the sky, which stopped when they stopped and moved when they began driving. He said they spent about a half hour watching it. And at one point, the object flew so fast, it went several miles in a matter of seconds. Tori linked this event to the one experienced by his son in April, but he, quote, doesn't indulge in fantasies about that strange things continue to happen, end quote. The only fantasy he does indulge in is his wife getting a good night's rest, for fuck's sake. Yeah, seriously. Jesus. Myra Brees. Yeah, let her sleep. Let her sleep. But Tori did also recall a story from a relative who was also a farmer in the Tappan, North Dakota area. They had a sheep die on their property under mysterious circumstances. When the vet examined the animal, he couldn't determine a cause of death at all, but did note something very strange. One of the sheep's testicles had been removed with extreme precision. Surgical precision. And there was no blood anywhere. Frankly, I'm normally associated with pigs, and for good reason. And I never thought I'd find myself associating with a sheep, but hey. Here I am. Now, could this be a bunch of aliens with a fascination for farm animals? Or what was going on in Tappan, North Dakota? Well, Bunk Funkers, we hope you're still hungry because we got yet another whole enchilada-sized portion of breakfast alien encounters to dish up. And Art, this one is for you. <gasps> an alien encounter involving some Italiano-looking extraterrestrials. Hmm. 
Oh, Art, come on, buddy. It'll be fine. No over-the-top Italian impressions or anything. We'll just be chill. Andy, I mean no disrespect, but uh, I kind of have a hard time trusting you. Listen, Art, come on. (laughs) Mamma mia, this fucking guy. (laughs) Our next breakfast alien encounter concerns one Joseph Simonton, a 60-year-old poultry farmer from Eagle River, Wisconsin, United States, Earth, the universe, Matrix Simulation Level 1. <laughs> On April 18th, 1961, Joe was enjoying a late morning breakfast in his home when he heard a loud sound near his farm, some kind of strange sound that he couldn't recognize. Well, Joe looked out his window, and there he saw it, a giant silver disc just hovering over his backyard. He recalled the UFO measured at 4 meters high and 10 meters tall. Here's Joe himself recounting the craft. And, uh... It was a big, huge thing, and uh, I wondered what the heck it was. I was in my kitchen uh, having a bite of lunch, and I turned around, put the dishes in the sink, and I looked out the window, and that's when I first saw this thing coming straight down, just like an elevator. And uh, first I thought the roof went off of my house, and I thought, no, the roof is green, and this is bright. What the heck is this? Now, Joe was rather curious about just who the hell was on his property, So when he stepped outside and approached the disc, a hatch opened up and from it, three Italian looking figures appeared. What the fuck is that supposed to mean, Joe? Wow. (laughs) Italian looking. Uh, That's how he described them. They look like Italians. Thick mustaches. (laughs) Chef's hats. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chef's hats. Constantly kissing the tips of their fingers. Right, right, right. Now, these aliens, he said, were about five feet tall, according to Joe. And wearing skin-tight clothes from head to toe. Oh, Italian. Yeah, very Italian. Then the aliens had some kind of vessel, like a bucket, I mean. Not like their craft, like a bucket. And they were motioning for Joe to fill it with water. Art, they were using wild hand gestures, much like yourself. Watch yourself there, Andy. (laughs) So Joe obliged Mm -hmm. and filled the bucket with water from a nearby water pump on his property and returned it to these aliens. I mean, so far, I got to say, Andy... This is going all right. Someone asks you kindly for some water. What do you do? You oblige. That's a that's a respectful thing. Well, I mean, they didn't need to park on his property like that. Well, I mean, they're not from around here, Andy. You know, they don't know. These are well, Italian aliens. Okay, well, I mean, different customs and all, but hey, have a little respect. When Joe returned the bucket, he caught a glimpse of the inside of their ship, which he said was totally dark, and that one of the aliens was at what appeared to be some kind of dashboard, and others were, quote, cooking over some sort of flameless grill maybe some future weber tech yeah (laughs) the weber flameless grill yeah maybe these are italians from the future and this was just the weber flameless grill maybe i mean what i think though is they were probably making some sort of delicious sunday gravy no less Mm. well afterwards the creatures procured four quote-unquote pancakes Hmm. for lack of a better word and handed them to joe they honestly look more like fried even burnt Cheese. Yeah, like when you when you burn cheese in the stove. Yeah, you leave a cheese in the skillet right. and it gets a little burnt. Bubbly and burnt. Yeah, yeah, my favorite kind. That's good. Now, because the little pancakes had all these little holes in them, that's why they kind of look like yeah. cheese more than Doesn't a really pancake. Doesn't really look like a pancake. Right. Now, after, the, uh, after that, the extraterrestrials closed the hatch, fired up the ship, slowly rose from the ground some distance, and then flew away toward the south. Joe watched in awe. To corroborate the incident, At the same time this occurred, a local insurance agent named Savino Borgo was driving near Joe's farm 
I do. No, Savino just a Borgo. funny name. Yeah, Savino Borgo. <laughs> we got Joe and Savino. <laughs> Savino Borgo, insurance agent, local insurance agent, uh, Savino Borgo agency. Uh, this is an ad for Savino Borgo. Agency. You think he's got a like a buy one insurance policy, a, a Bogo Borgo? Bogo Borgo. Buy one insurance policy, get one free. <laughs> the Borgo. Buy one, re-get one. <laughs> oh, he probably hated being in business when Star Trek was popular. The Borg. Yeah. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help that he's shaped like a cube. <laughs> so uh, to corroborate the incident, at the same time, all of this pancake stuff is going on. Uh, a local insurance agent named Savino Borgo was driving near Joe's form and also saw the strange flying saucer in the sky. Wow. Joe, however, was not impressed with this alien's cooking. He said the pancakes tasted like cardboard. What? The biggest insult you could ever give somebody. And Joe and his community decided this encounter was bizarre enough to call the U.S. Air Force about it, who investigated it as part of Project Blue Book. Oh, with the fucking disrespect over here. These hardworking Italian aliens. They come down in their Italian spacecraft. They cook this prick a nice meal. And this is the things he gives. Let me tell you something. Back in my day, you gave respect to earn respect. Now, Gary Cooper, there was a man who knew the meaning of respect. He was a ufologist, Gary Cooper? No! Are you listening to me? This motherfucker, this fucking prick, these Italian aliens, they cook him a nice meal. And then he goes to fucking feds. You know... This shade of reticuli is Italian or something. I'm just saying. You know, you want to tell me that Anunnaki is not an Italian word? That's Italian right there. Something. I don't know. Well, what are you going to do? These motherfuckers don't know how to fucking cook a pancake. They don't know how to cook a pancake. Well, Project Blue Book, whatever happened there? Whatever happened there? Okay, well, <laughs> they didn't find uh, too much, but they did take some of the alien pancakes to investigate them. One of the aliens' pancakes was given to a local judge by Joe, who vouched for his honesty and reliability. The second pancake was received by Dr. J. Allen Hynek, and the third one was handed over to the Food and Drug Administration by the Air Force. After some analysis, it was found out that the pancakes were made from completely earthly products. When the newspapers got a hold of the story, they mocked Joe and wrote about it in a derisive tone. But people who knew Joe believed him. The Air Force, however, did not. The case remained unsolved, but the Project Blue Book report concluded Joe mistook a dream for reality. Well, bunkfuckers, we'd like to put forward our own conclusion to these alien encounter stories. Perhaps these were all the same aliens. I mean, pancakes, pigs, pancakes and bacon. Hello. After all, bunkfunkers, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But for you, bunkfunkers... Perhaps there's another meal to consider. One guaranteed to start your morning, afternoon, or evening, or fifth meal. That meal is the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message.
Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back, Bugfuckers. That was our research of pig stealing pancake making aliens. Pig pancake. Pig, pig, pig. I got my own little pig in a blanket here. I got to say. Andy. A pig in a blanket. I'm so, I'm just a big toasty cinnamon bun. I'm just a big toasty cinnamon bun. I got to say, I like the pancake making aliens better than the pig stealing aliens. Wow. I can relate to the pig stealing aliens. Sure. sure. We've all wanted to steal pigs. Sure. Sure, we've all wanted to cut off sheep's balls with precision, precision, surgical precision, bloodless surgical precision. Yeah, and yeah, sure, we've all wanted to wake up Evan's mom when she's sleeping. <laughs> but I guess I just relate more. Fountains of Andy. I guess I just think that these pancake making aliens seem a lot nicer. They do. They seem fun. They're Italian. They just want to munch. They just want to right. uh, have a nice meal. It's time. That they we, just want to have a nice meal. You know, it's time that we consider that these weren't extraterrestrial aliens, but immigrant aliens. <laughs> that these were just Italian immigrants. So they, yeah, these were just extraterrestrial immigrants. Like these were just these were just people immigrating from Italy. Right. Travelers from Italy. Um. I think I think you've got like two classics here. You've got um, classic alien on a farm fucking around. Animal mutilation. Animal mutilation. You know, you've got hypnosis regression therapy to wow, try and yeah. fucking uh, extract a little bit more. Evan, describe the aliens. You heard it in the clip, Funk Funkers, that they had these um, they were tall and skinny. And they had these hook-like fingers and they were doing something to that hog. What were they doing to this hog? Right. You know? Obviously, big part of aliens' lore is that they want to make an alien-human hybrid. Mm-hmm. Who better than a pig, Andy? Right. You need a pig embryo. Use that pig's uterus to grow your human-alien hybrid. Isn't it that pigs have a very similar DNA profile to, like, humans or something like that? Uh, yeah, Our DNA is, like, spliced really well or something? Well, Art, if you remember from our second-ever episode on That's what evolution, I was trying to pull. Yeah. We actually covered... The possibility of this show. <laughs> I've never listened to any episodes actually. Yeah. But I remember that we talked about it. I this. find this show repulsive. I hate the frat house chatter, the humor. <laughs> if I could give it a review, I've been banned from all review giving mm-hmm. websites, including mm-hmm. Yelp. Right. Because of abuse of the platform. Sure. For a variety of reasons. Right. Not all, completely all harassing other users, but mostly. Um, but uh I would give it one star. Yeah. And I would probably just say not funny. <laughs> Um. What? Well, what about pigs, though? That second episode. We look the established idea of human evolution is that humans evolved from a common ape ancestor to ourselves, chimpanzees, bonobos. We share very much the same DNA yeah. as these apes, 
And that at He's some point apes. we split off from this genetic lineage and became through time and change human beings to where we are today. And the idea with that episode was that there is a scientist whose name escapes me at the moment. The name doesn't matter. He's an egghead. He's an egghead. Some egghead who said, I think it's possible that the human, because humans aren't like apes. We don't resemble. Early humans fucked a pig. Yeah. That there was a, basically a group of chimpanzees. Yeah. They were like, look at that pig. And a pig lived in in a group of chimpanzees. Chimpanzees fuck the pig. It bore a viable offspring, which then lived in the community of chimpanzees and then became a part of the chimpanzee culture. And that's what split off and became human beings. Chimp fucked a pig. You're definitely that chimp. Yeah. I would, you would be the chimp. Guys, we should fuck the pig. Everyone would be like, dude, I love the pig. I don't want to fuck them. The pig's our friend. The pig's our friend. I'd be like, that pig is fucking sexy. I'd be like, hmm? But look at its ass. I'm going to either eat it or fuck it. <laughs> you guys pick which one. Yeah, you guys pick. Why don't you I talk to the pig? No Why way. are those the only other options? <laughs> no way. Pigs don't have language. Not like us. Chimpanzees. <laughs> the highest. High you can society. talk to the pig. Go talk to the pig. No way. <laughs> no way. No how. And I, don't talk to, I don't talk to pigs. I either eat them or I fuck them. Well, I talk dirty to them. That's about it. I'm going to make you squeal. <laughs> you say that whether you're eating it or fucking it. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think that Things would be you can the say while the eating and it. while fucking. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Um, survey says. Survey says. 100%. A pig. A pig. Um, I think, yeah, that, that's a, a good reason. Um, Andy... What? Uh, I can't what? believe you said Steve Harvey instead of Louis Anderson. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Louis Anderson. Um, what breakfast meal would you like an alien to prepare for you, and how should those aliens, uh, what would you want them to do? Oh, fuck. This is a very layered question. I know. You got to think about it on the fly. What would I like them to do to but the But I know food? you're experienced. To the food? No, but I mean, I mean... Here's the thing. How would I like them to present it? Sure. These aliens just plopped right on down onto Joe's farm. Right. What are they doing for you? What are they doing for me? Plopping down on, you know. Andy's farm. Andy's farm. So they asked Joe for some water and then they gave him some pancakes from their flameless grill. I, they made it with earth ingredients, which makes me question. Did they come with provisions or were they foraging here on earth? I think they were foraging. So. It's really, to learn. I, I don't think I would want them to cook for me then because they probably are shit at it. You would refuse their fucking cooking. I could cook better than them because they're cooking with my ingredients. They're on my turf now. It's like me walking into a restaurant and telling the chef fuck off out of here. I yeah, know I was about to say very rude. No, no, no. But that's like, I mean, it'd be like, you know, me, them coming here and telling me like, I know how to cook your food better than you. It's like, no, you don't. Fuck I don't you. think they've said that. Why are you putting that on them? I'm putting those words in their mouths. You're projecting. They're trying to be nice. And I get that. But I'm just saying I should cook for them because I can do a better job than them. So, okay. They're going to try and like, obviously they're going to try and get something from you. They need some kind of ingredient. Yeah. And you're just going to be like, no, no, I want to cook for you. Yeah. I would be like, give me something better than your shitty food. So obviously you're going to get into some kind of, this is just, I can already see how this is, this is not going to work. I would say, give me 
Technology. All right, what are you cooking for Give the aliens? Give me then? knowledge. What are you making for these aliens to impress them? All right, it's breakfast time. It's got to be breakfast. All right, I'm going to do... Standard breakfast, not Andy breakfast. Okay, all right. The savory oats bullshit. My specialty... Disgusting. My specialty is breakfast, and it's not even my favorite thing to have at breakfast, by the way. I bet I know what it is. What is it? Hash. No. Eggs, Benny? No. Fuck, I don't know. Okay. Real easy. Scrambled eggs. That's it? That's my specialty. Plain ass scrambled eggs. They're not plain. There's a little bit of mayonnaise in there. That's it? And salt. No carb to help soak up the egg. Oh, I would make something else. Okay, well, what are you making for the aliens? Uh, Well, I'll just do them, um, I guess, whatever they want. Um, You know, if they wanted some hash browns, sure, I have some potatoes I could fry up. You know what would be great, though? This is the best thing to make, because I think it's like... A I need bit, one meal that you're presenting to the aliens. It's a little elegant, but it's very easy, <laughs> and it's a crowd pleaser. Sure, okay. I would make a frittata. I think that's a great option. Frittata. Because you can do a lot of different stuff. You could put anything in the frittata. You're going to put a little so, shrooms in those frittatas? So I'm not expecting aliens, so I just have to work with whatever I have. Well, what's in your fridge? Um, you know what's always good in a frittata? I think spinach. I have some arugula in the fridge at home right now. Not a fan, but arugula okay. Arugula on top of a frittata would be great. Oh yeah, uh, there's. Let's see. We've I'm like got, your wife. I don't like. I we've got some arugula. feta. Feta is great in a frittata. Feta frittata. Feta frittata. I have some. I have some muffalata spread. That would be great in a frittata. Olives, spicy olives. Think about it. Um, I'd try it. Let's see. You could throw in any kind of meat. You got. We got bacon. I know you have bacon. I yeah, I have bacon. I could put in. There. You have enough bacon for like five years. Uh, I'm actually out right now. No two, way. Two strips are all I have in my house. Jeez, why are you going to survive? I don't know. I'm going to probably just die. Probably the only answer for me. <laughs> the, but frittata is great because you can do whatever. It's very malleable. It's to, this, to whatever occasion it is. Make them a nice frittata. It comes together fast. It's easy. Okay, baked eggs. I think those aliens would like your frittata. I think they would like it. I think that's a good option. You're not going too fancy. It's not over the top. It, a frittata feels fancy, but it's not. Breakfast is one of those meals that you can invest a lot of time in if you really want to. Yeah. And I I think that can be stressful and it makes a mess first thing in the morning. Pancakes? That's something I don't like to always do very much. There's a lot of work involved with a pancake, even with the mix. Because you're making the batter, then you got the fucking, the, you got all the, your mix, you got your fucking whisk, you got to clean. Nobody likes cleaning a whisk. You got the big mixing bowl, then you got to grease your skillet. Then the first pancake's always fucked up always happens because you know it's all off you're trying to judge and then then you got to flip and it's yeah I, I wouldn't go pancakes i wouldn't go no no I wouldn't go pancakes waffles a little more reliable maybe you got a waffle maker but it's still the same thing you got to mix a batter i think i would go uh we made this the other day super easy shashuka oh i love shashuka yeah i'd make a shashuka i'd be i get all shashuk up making a shashuka for these oh. aliens oh I'm all shook up. And then I'd shake it, and then they'd be like, oh, we're getting out of here. Um, I, <laughs> oh, they'd be like, hot oh. tomato sauce all over us. Oh. You know, the thing about shakshuka, delicious, is that I think that it's it could be easy to overcook the eggs, and it's very disappointing. Well. You're, if your yolk's not running, I'm very disappointed. Is it really that disappointing? It's, I get very disappointed. Well, you're a baby. If it's, a, if it's even medium, like cooked. Come on. I get kind of a disappointed. Even if it's a little jellied, it's going to happen. I just don't like it's it. It's residual much. heat. I want it to be runny. God, you're so I want it running. 
I get it. Cause you I don't care if the whites are set even. All right. You need to relax. You're fucking unhinged. <laughs> You're unhinged. <laughs> if you little, need to be reined in. If they're a little runny, it's fine. The somebody, whites. somebody fucking call uh, Brett Favre. Cause we need to get you some Wrangler jeans to wrangle you in, man. Did he do Wrangler or did he do Lee Dungarees? I can't remember. Sure, whatever he did. Someone, some football player did Wrangler commercials. I can't remember who. Um, I don't remember. Either way, I'm going to get you a pair of Wranglers because I need to wrangle Was you in. Was Brett Favre Lee, though? Wrangle you in. I don't know. He's probably Wrangler. Wrangle you in. But anyway, get Brett Favre down in here. To, uh, chuck footballs at me. Bunkfuckers, you don't know what a sh 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 is. is. Uh, Delicious. Uh, stewed tomatoes, peppers, onions, whatever you want. It's like tomatoes, onions, garlic, roasted red peppers. You make into a sauce, like thickened, thickened with um, pita. And um, there's other spices. Look up the spices. I'm not going to fucking tell you. And then you just... <laughs> what are what are we, Martha Stewart? What are we, fucking Martha Stewart? You crack a couple eggs in there, like six eggs, and yeah. you just fucking let that baby you let stew. You let it steam in the, in the yeah. tomato. And then it's done. You eat it with bread. It's delicious. Yeah. Try it. It's great. Comes together so fast. Yeah, it's great for any meal, too. Great for like a brunch. Yeah. Two to serve to lots of people. It's very savory, so it's not like, mm -hmm. you know... Feels like you're getting a little bit... It's very rich. Feels like you're getting a little bit more than... Um, I think we usually put goat cheese. I don't know if that's standard, but we'll crumple some goat cheese or some feta in there as well. Yeah, I like feta on it. Delish. And uh, my wife makes a uh, cilantro olive oil serrano relish thing. Sauce to go on top. I'd fuck with that. It was delicious. Well, maybe we'll have a shushuk off. Shushuk <laughs> We're going we're gonna to get all shushuk up here. <laughs> We're gonna sh shake up the society's view on shashuka. Yeah, frittata, shashuka, both good options, dude. A shashuka food truck. Hello, hi. For free, take that idea and run with it. Yeah. How easy is that? Yeah, shit costs nothing. I'm serious. Think about it. You yeah. get like a bowl of shashuk, maybe one or two eggs, different flavors, different sauces. Get some good bread. Bunkfunkers who are food chefs out there, take it for free. It's yours. Have it. Yeah. You get fun names. She shake me all night long. She sh shook me all night sh long. I think she, my, she shook me all night long. My wife made a green shakshuka once that had like spinach in it. It was sort of a, instead of tomato based, it was green vegetable based. <laughs> so about the red peps for green reps. I don't remember what was in it. Sorry. I feel like, though, if you take the tomatoes out, it stops being shashuka. Yeah. What what makes it shashuka? Is it it's the, a great question. Is it the stewing in tomatoes, or is it just the process of creating a stew and then poaching eggs in the stew? For our Israeli listeners, let us know. Yeah. When does shakshuka stop being shakshuka? Yeah. If I... Shashuk up our fucking knowledge of shashuk. If I did one of my classic... <laughs> I'm gonna get, we're going to get so many messages over how I fucking pronounce shashuka. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. If you care how I pronounce fucking kayfabe, I'm going to say it. I said it once. I'll say it again. You're a fucking mark. And you can suck my nuts. You can suck my shashukas. How about that? I'll say it however I want. These motherfuckers telling me how I fucking pronounce shashuka. Christopher, get the eggs in the shashuka. It's my Tony Soprano. Wow. <laughs> but remember, bug buggers, I'm the unhinged one. Yeah. Yikes. People come at me with the way I fucking pronounce things. And I'm just like, listen, it's part of the ambiance. Get over it. 
defense. I'm not going to stop. It's who I am. It's authentic me, authentic art. <laughs> like if I wrote a fucking book, there'd be spelling errors all over it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's true, bookfuckers. He would not use a proofreader. <laughs> no, there would be no editor. You. This is authentic. This is who I am. I don't pronounce things right. I don't spell <laughs> things right. And I don't care. It doesn't matter. Get over it. Fucking aliens. <laughs> Gonna abduct me? Shushuka. Enjoy my shushuka. Chakshuka. Sounds like the fucking uh, Ferris Bueller song. Oh yeah. Chakshuka. 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 Basted eggs. <laughs> um, That's what I would make for the extraterrestrials. All right, bugfuckers, let us know what you would make for the extraterrestrials or what you hope they would make for you. Um, would you, you know, Andy, Furtada, me, Shashuka? Um, let us know, bugfuckers. Email us, mrbunkerpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you would make for the aliens. Yeah. Um, but if they, I want to say, if they were bringing ingredients, uh huh. Then I would not cook for them. I would make them cook for me. Why not make them? But if they brought their own stuff from their own planet, I definitely want to try Oh, it. okay. Okay. All right, Andy. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Why you make it so complicated? I guess call me Avril Lavigne because yeah. I have, I don't want to just say, yes, prepare earth ingredients for me when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You want glip. So I have some shit pancake that I give to a judge. <laughs> And the judge says, yeah, it's a credible story. What do you think about this pancake, judge? A fucking pancake all burnt, full of holes. They don't know what they're doing. Goodness gracious. Well, I know you to be an honorable and reliable man, Joe Simington, but. Uh, Your taste in pancakes leaves a lot to be desired. Pancake looking sucks. So I, I like that story a lot more, but I believe it's so much less. <laughs> I love that the conclusion was it was a dream. <laughs> I don't think it was because he has pancakes. Yeah. Here's what I'll say, though. Maybe he was sleepwalk. Did he sleepwalk and fuck up some pancakes? I think he sleptwalk, fucked up some pancakes, and then woke up and was like, oh, fuck. It's kind of scary, the number of things that people can do when they're sleepwalking. I think that's within the realm of possibility. Yeah. I don't think that that's... But isn't that scary to you, though, that someone could cook while they're sleepwalking? Oh, my God. The idea of Horrifying. me waking up and turning on the stove in the middle of the night without realizing it, I, I get scared. I I'm the type of person who... I fucking get in bed. I get off. I drip down to my undies because I don't sleep naked like some people uh, who might co-host a podcast. We don't. I stopped doing that. I have a child now. <laughs> I can't afford my child to see me naked. I'm not Noah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he stopped doing that. So now he's in the, my realm of sleeping in your underwear. Classic dad move. I actually sleep in clothes. Okay, shorts or pants, and a, a full suit, a button-up shirt, a tie, a jacket, and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and a hat. <laughs> I keep my shoes. I keep my shoes on just in case. <laughs> I never be too prepared. What if there's a fire? <laughs> Full raincoat. <laughs> I strip down to my undies. I get cozy in bed. I'm all washed up. I'm all brushed up my teeth. Then I sit there and I go. I turned the stove off when I was cooking fucking dinner like eight hours ago. Oh fuck. <clears throat> oh god. I sure hope I did. 
restful sleeps all night. Yeah. That's me in a nutshell, yeah. bug fuckers. So the idea that I could wake up in the middle of the night. Good for you for staying in bed, though. I always get up. I won't be able to let it go. I have to get up. I've got to check. check. So I've started checking multiple times. Like if I walk into the kitchen for some water, I go, yes, yeah, stove's off. Both of those burners are off. I'm God sorry. forbid I should leave the door unlocked at night. Well, I check those too. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I. I, I, I uh, the idea that you could wake up in the middle of the night and turn on the stove. I mean, terrifying. I have a confession. I used to sleepwalk. What? When I was a kid. I was Did a you bring this up on our sleep paralysis episode? I don't know. You might have. I might have confessed this before, but if I haven't, wow. I'm confessing it now. I used Big to time. be a sleepwalker. Big time lore reveal. You're hearing it here first, bunkfuckers. I was so bad that my family used to call me Texas Ranger. Sleepwalker, Texas Ranger. I did actually sleepwalk. That wasn't just for that horrible joke. It's very disconcerting, though. A lot of times. What would you do? Well, I didn't do a whole lot of stuff. So it's like me being awake. <laughs> I would sleepwalk and I would go sit on the couch and just kind of watch TV. I think I, I think I would mostly just walk places and then just sort of lay down and go to sleep again. That's funny. So I would wake up in the middle of the floor in my parents' bedroom sometimes. And they would be like, they knew I was there. They just didn't want to wake me up uh-huh. because, you know, you're not supposed to wake somebody up when they're sleepwalking. Yeah. Unless they're like a danger to themselves. Because then they fall asleep in their dreams. Right. And they sleep And they forever. never wake up. They never wake up. They can't wake up. So I would sometimes wake up in the middle of the floor in their bedroom. I would sometimes wake up on the floor in the living room. Oh, wow. It just, it would, I would wake up, I would wake up weird places and I wouldn't remember falling asleep there. And of course, nobody goes to sleep just in the middle of the floor, right? Right. So it was very, it was just weird stuff like that. But I guess my parents would see me like walking around the house in the middle of the night and stuff. Hmm. And that's just it. I would walk around, but I only, I didn't do it for that long. It was only a couple of years. That you I grew out of it. Yeah. I grew out of it. I got so lazy that I couldn't even get up. That's in true. Sleep. That's really what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's wild. I, I, but I do honestly, I mean, not to get into verdicts, but, and maybe we could, but, uh, I don't really, yeah, I mean, with, with, with the tapping one, it's like, okay, you know. We should do a whole episode on animal mutilation. We should. <laughs> we should talk about animals being mutilated. No, it's a very wide topic. We talked about it. Skinwalker. Mm-hmm. This tapping thing sounds very skinwalkery to me. Very skinwalkery. It sounds very much like a skinwalker ranch type of deal. Yeah, you know, you got tapping, little town, lots of lots of little light sightings, yeah. UFO sightings. There's another story that um, Tori Brees, the father of Evan, talks about where he was driving his fucking motorcycle, but it doesn't have headlights, which is very dangerous, uh, and he should not do that. It was the middle of the night. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he literally is driving his motorcycle in the dark uh, with no headlights. And then uh, he like saw like, well, you know, there's not a lot of wildlife in North Dakota that could go across the road. (laughs) So there's nothing for you to really see. It's not like an entire American bison could be (laughs) in the middle of the fucking road and you would die because you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. Let me guess. He's probably wearing a very nice helmet though. And he's where, you know, obviously if you don't have a headlight, you're probably compensating by taking extreme precaution on all (laughs) other things. There's probably no way that he was just riding around on a motorcycle in the dark with no headlight and no helmet or jacket or anything. And then if he got into any sort of peril would have just 
completely scraped all the skin off of his body. There's probably no chance of that. He just really liked that one song. No headlights. How does it go? The the, the, the uh, Jacob Dylan uh, Wallflower song. Yeah, yeah. With me and Cinderella, headlight. we put it all together. We can drive it home with one headlight. But that was one headlight. He had no headlights. Yeah, he wouldn't be into that song. No, um, not even Bob Dylan could get him a music career. True. Uh, and he like yeah saw like a big craft fucking floating in the sky. So, um, oh, that were that. Yeah, that's where that ended. <laughs> You know, the whole thing of regression analysis, though, or the... Another re- topic. What is it? Regression analysis? What do they call it? Hypnotic regression. Hypnotic regression therapy. That therapy. That that sort of... It's always a red flag. Yeah. Makes me makes me instantly go... Mm. Because there's too much... We've talked about it with Mandela Effect. There's just too much evidence that the, pers- the therapist doing the regression hypnosis can plant the seed and... Then that becomes the person's memory, right? Because they've planted the seed when the person is in this open hypnotic state. The aliens they had, they had, they had, cl- they had cl- uh, long claws or hook-like claws. Yeah, were these aliens? Did they have long claws on their hands, or were they drinking white claws? We don't know. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's an example. Like you could be like, was leading the, was you know. the therapist just making a uh, song of ice and fire reference? Jorah Mormont's, Jorah Mormont's sword, the Mormont family sword, one claw. What a nerd. <laughs> good good thing you invested all that time and effort into those good books. Good thing that I read those books because I can't wait for the thrilling conclusion. Yeah. Immediately after George R.R. R. Martin dies and somebody else finishes them because he's not going to fucking do it. Uh. I'll say it right here, Bunker. Spoiler alert. He's never finishing those. Like, first of all, look at him. The guy is not going to live for a long time. I mean... Medical technology is great, but this is a this is a person who looks as unhealthy as I actually am. So there's no way that he is secretly healthy. He has diabetes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh-huh. He's invested all this time in all these other projects. He's never doing he it. He wrote himself he into saying, a fucking corner. He can't get out of it. He needs some he needs some help and he won't get it. Right. He's so much like me. It's unreal. You might be George R. R. Martin. I think that's I what we finish those real. books. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion's sense of humor is about to take a weird turn. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, "Yours should be a a song of uh, a song of pork and garlic." Oh my god, yeah, that would be your book. Oh yummy, <laughs> two favorite things. Um, well, Andy, should we get to some verdicts here? Yeah, let's get to some verdicts. Let's fucking snip this testicle out of this sheep. Get these verdicts out. I'm going to give two verdicts. I'm going to give one for each story. I don't think it's Certainly. I don't think it's fair to give no, one I, verdict I would, because I would I would shame you if you did any other. This otherwise. is two plates of enchilada here. Yeah, whole enchilada two plates. Special. Two for one special. And it's not often that you get the Brogo special here. Borgo special at uh, Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy <laughs> Time Podcast. The Bogo Borgo. <laughs> Borgo Borgo. Buy one for enchilada. Get one. Hey, welcome down. It's the Bogo Borgo Bongo sale. Buy one bongo, get one free. Come down, the Borgos bongos, and we got Bogo bongos. <laughs> Silvio Borgos bongo emporium. Come down to Borgos bongos. We got Bogo bongos. Borgos bongos bongo. 
And you're going to go loco for the Borgos Bongos. <laughs> Come on down to Borgos Bongos. You're going to go loco for our Borgo Bongo low, low prices. Today only, here at Borgo Bongos, we're giving away. We got special Hawaiian chef here. They're serving loco moco all day. Loco <laughs> moco. <laughs> Come down to Borgo Bongos for our loco low prices and our loco moco special. <laughs> Borgo Bongos. Borgo Bongos. I'm going to go tapping first the Brees family and their pig abducting sheep surgery flying around extraterrestrials. <clears throat> the hypnotic regression therapy is a red flag for me, but it's not just Evan. We got dad in on this too. So maybe there's a little more to this than nothing. Overall, do I think it's extraterrestrials? Nah. Where'd that fucking hog go, man? That's a big-ass hog. What's dragging that hog away? That's a big hog. It's not, not the biggest I've ever seen. But it's a big, big, big hog. Poor Ruthie. Fucking 450-pound pregnant hog. Yeah. Who dragged that hog away, man? I'm guessing it's a rival hog farmer who needed some quick piglets. <clears throat> That's my guess. But... You know what? I can't completely say that there's nothing happening here. I'm not sure that it's extraterrestrials. So I'm going to give this a shred. I'm going to give it a plausible molecule, okay? Because there could be something going on there. Could be some creepy critter. Could be, could be international hog thieves targeting farmers in North Dakota. Think, think about it. You never thought about that? So for the pancake, Joe's Pancake House... Joe's House of Pancakes. Joe's House of Pancakes. I'm. Joe's a house of pancakes. It's never like a yurt of pancakes. I'm, I'm just going to go with my gut on this. Yeah. Why isn't it a yurt of pancakes? It's always International House of Pancakes. Well, not everybody lives in a house, International yeah. House of Pancakes. International Pagoda of Pancakes sounds so much better. <laughs> I pop. I pop. <laughs> yes. What's your verdict for old Joe Simonton? I'm going case closed. I think this was a sleepwalking thing. I just got to go with my gut. Yeah, he has the pancakes, but there's very little else to go on. I'm going case closed. I think he was sleepwalking. He made some pancakes. He knows Bogo Borgo. Bogo Borgo said, yeah, I saw an extra. I saw a ship. <laughs> Borgo, Borgo was his insurance agent trying to make a big sale. New policy. Re-upping his homeowners. Sure. Getting him some expansive like flood insurance or something. UFO uh, abduction yeah. insurance. Yeah. Yeah, he, he fucked up and did some damage while he was asleep to his house and Borgo was his insurance agent. He was like, oh God, I got to cover for this. So I'm saying case closed on, on Joe's pancakes. Wow. Great verdicts, Andy. Um, This might come as a shocker. I'm going case closed on both. Wow, yeah. He's shutting the door on the... Uh, uh, I, I, I think maybe that, you know, the Brees family, it was dark. He did not get a good look at what these creatures were. Could have been wolves. Could have been Joe Nickel. Could have been black bears. Could have been, could have been fucking black bears. Hooked claws. I mean, that's why. That's how Evan described the creatures as having hooked could claws. Have been black bears. Could have been fucking five hungry bears, three hungry bears. I mean, bears don't hunt in a pack, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. So maybe he thought it was multiple bears. Could have been just one big yeah. bear. Or it could have been a pack of wolves. What if it was a mama bear and a cub? Could have been a mama bear and a cub, and maybe he shot the cub, and the mama bear fucking... 
The only thing that I would say is, though, is that I feel like that bear would have fucked his ass up. But maybe not. Maybe you shoot the cub and the bear's instinct is to just defend and then get away. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going pack of wolves. Ooh. I'm then going pack of Marlboros. <laughs> this was the work of the Marlboro man. And go pack of smokes. Um, uh, pack of wolves. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think this was aliens. In, in, in another another Skinwalker Ranch connection. Another Skinwalker Ranch wolves. could have been a, could have been a, the giant, uh, giant the crazy giant, wolf, giant bullet wolf, bulletproof wolf. Um, Great band. And then for Joe, yeah, Joe Simonton, I also agree. I think it's sleepwalking. Um, and I'm going to go case close on that. So, Wow. Bunk Funkers. Those were our verdicts. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Hashtag. Borgo. Bo- it's Borgo's Bogo. Bo- Bogo. Borgo. Bongos. Bo- You know what I was going to say? What? I was going to say hashtag making bacon pancakes. Oh, that's another good one. But I, I'm going to go with Borgo, Borgo Bongos. We'll use our own Bogo Borgo Bongos. Borgo Bogo Bongo. Borgo Borgo Bongo. Let us know what you think about these two <laughs> alien encounters. Uh, email us, MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. Email us, Borgo Bogo Bongo <laughs> at gmail.com. We're changing the name of the show to uh, Borgo Bogo Bongo podcast. Um, <laughs> Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Bunker Pod. Find us on YouTube. YouTube search Mr. Bunker's Pod on there. And um, if you uh, feel so inclined, you have the means to do so. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker Pod. Uh, for five bucks a month, you can get access to the Bunker Discord. Two extra episodes a month. Over 40 hours of back catalog content. Sneak peeks. Free gifts, maybe. Uh, we won't tell you what. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. Discord. Did I say the Discord? Access to the Bunker Discord. We can chat with Andy and I at the Bunker. I Bunker. already know. I don't have to listen to you when yeah. you do this. So <laughs> I sort of tune out. Yeah, you tune out. Um, <laughs> Andy, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about uh, or like to say in conclusion uh, with this Borgo Bongo? business i just want to say if you have the time and you have the means to do so head on down to borgo's bongos where we're doing bogo bongos all day our local low prices free local moco <laughs> for every guest oh um that's lovely andy that's really lovely well uh hopefully you all all you bunk fuckers show up but hopefully not for the titular Mr. Bunker, hopefully he doesn't show up, but for my crew of noise, crew of nose, crew, crew of nose, mm. co-host, mm. Andy Hart. Mm. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Making pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some aliens and have them make a pancake. <laughs>
grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.